Welcome to the Grappling Discourse Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Scaff. Today, I want to talk about straight ankle locks. I feel like the community has been sleeping on straight ankle locks the past few years. For the most part, people have been focused on their heel hook games. With the success of the DDS, as well as some 10th Planet practitioners, everybody's been heel hook crazy. Everybody's been trying to catch up. They've been working their entries and their finishing mechanics. They are still, whenever I hear people having seminars at their school, a lot of them are heel hook focused. They're bringing in somebody, a nogi specialist, to teach their students their new heel hook setups and entries or heel hook defenses and counterattacks. And I think that's left a huge hole in a lot of students' ability to finish straight ankle locks and have success with straight ankle locks as well as defend them. And the past couple of months, I've noticed that a lot of high-level competitors are starting to have more and more success with straight ankle locks. When I'm watching these high-level shows now, you used to see heel hooks just like, especially a couple of years ago, you'd see every other match being finished by a heel hook. But people, since they have spent so much time preparing for the heel hook game, it's really, really difficult. I almost feel like the inside heel hook, particularly from the honey hole, against somebody that's really well-versed in leg locks, it's almost impossible to hit. Even the guys like in the DDS and some of the high, high-level 10th Planet guys are really struggling to finish inside heel hooks from the honey hole. Their success is usually coming from 50-50 now. And so a lot of people now are really focusing all of their energy into backside 50-50 entries or just regular 50-50 game that leads them to getting inside heel hooks. But As I said, I've watched a few people have success recently with straight ankle locks, and I think it's a game that you could add and really focus on for the next few months, and you're going to have a lot of success in the gym and even in high-level competition. And so I really want to talk about, you know, pretty briefly, just four straight ankle lock variations that you need to know that will get you success at any level. And I've been really focusing on my straight ankle lock recently. And some of the guys that are like super hard for me to heel hook because they're so good at heel slipping. They're so good at clearing their knee lines. I've found that I can tap them multiple times in a round with straight ankles. And I really want to thank uh, Elijah Carlton because he's really opened my eyes again. And a couple of other people, but really Elijah, you know, commentating this season of the PGF. I always kind of pick up on things that competitors are doing because I'm watching the footage so much as I'm commentating. And I'm just like so focused talking about it that I've really learned a lot from the PGF. In season one, I really got focused on arm bars from watching Jonathan Roberts. And I really was looking at some wrestling things. And I got much better at wrestling from watching the PGF season one. But this season, Elijah's been the guy that I've picked the most up from. It's been straight ankle locks and seated wrestling, some of his seated guard game. But really go back and watch Elijah Carlton, the way he just performs a basic straight ankle lock from the Ashigurami. He hits it in a couple of his matches. The one, uh, especially against Sam Barboza, was just absolutely beautiful. I mean, Sam Barboza has been incredibly hard to finish. But guys are having success. Like, his upper body, like finishing Sam upper body is almost impossible. And we saw Elijah get a quick tap, a really quick tap from just a basic straight ankle lock. And I think that if you spend some time and really focus on a couple of things with your straight ankle lock, you will find the same success. 
And the biggest thing that people, like the biggest mistake people make is first their hip orientation. You always want to make on your straight ankle locks your hips just underneath your partner's knee. So you want your hips just underneath your partner's knee, not on the side of the knee. So in a heel hook, if you're going for a break, you want your hips on the side, hipping into the side of the knee. But on the straight ankle, you want the hips hipping up into the knee from the bottom. And I think the biggest mistake, the two biggest mistakes people make, um, because most people, their hip orientation is actually wrong on their heel hooks. It's not bad on their straight ankle locks. But they really struggle with the grip, how to grip, and letting their grip slip. And what I'll say is that I really prefer making sure that I get a deep bite on the straight ankle lock and I want my hand staying above my chest line like that's when it's perfect and so I generally like to get some space between my hips and my partner's knee before I grab my straight ankle lock so then I can get a really good bite once the bite is in play I'll scoop my hips in and then really start looking for the finish and as I said, I'll get a bite, and I really want that bite to be as close to the Achilles as possible. It's going to be way easier, easier, and you'll find you'll have way more success attacking the foot rather than the leg. So when you're going for your straight ankle, if your grip is too high and you're trying to ba uh, break one of the two bones in the leg, you'll find that if the guy's really, really thick or you just don't have the, the strength and the grip and the breaking mechanics to do it, you know, you could squeeze and try as hard as you can all day. You're just going to burn your arms out. But everyone's foot breaks pretty easily. And when you get your grip in the right spot, when you get your arm in the right spot, it's really easy to apply the proper mechanics and the, the proper leverage to start causing damage to the foot. Now, I really like when I get my deep grip. As I said, I like to take my reinforcing hand and I like to push my hand on the, the straight ankle lock grip. I like to push it above my chest and I try and keep it there. What most people do is they let their hands drop. They'll get a bite and it might even be deep, but they let their hands fall to below their chest and even close to their belly button. And I feel like they lose a lot of leverage when they do this. Like I like to push that foot and keep that foot as high up in my armpit as possible. And then I want to do a rowing motion. Like I want the toes of my partners to be trapped. So when you grab your straight ankle lock, if your partner's toes can move, then there's too much room. You do not have it tight enough. You're not going to get the most efficient break. And so I'm always testing, especially if I'm working on the technique itself, like not rolling, just practicing the technique whenever I grab it I'll tell my partner to try and move their foot especially their toes if their toes can't move I know that I've got a really good bite now we're talking about that's just the basic straight ankle lock from the ashi and you can use that from um, you know any of the outside positions so from the straight ankle lock from the ashigarami or the outside ashigarami where you're going to want to this is crucial i see people attack straight ankle locks from the outside ashigarami and that's only good if you put both feet on the hips if you allow your outside or uh, the inside leg as it crosses into outside if you uh, like triangle or you cross your feet there and they're not it's not in the hips you're going to get stacked and unless you get belly down really quickly you're probably going to get stacked and probably going to get your back taken so make sure that your feet are on the hips to keep the hips down and 
that's the biggest thing. Like you can't really roll out of a straight ankle lock unless there's a lot of sweat. So if there's a lot of sweat, then it can be, you know, you can definitely roll out of straight ankle locks. But if it's dry, especially if it's your first match in a tournament or it's like one of your first couple of matches in the gym, uh, you'll find you can't really roll out, especially if the person has a good bite. What you want to do is get your hips off of the ground. So the hip pin in a straight ankle lock is absolutely crucial. If you think about the Hoist Gracie match when he fought Ken Shamrock and Ken Shamrock went for that straight ankle lock and it was like the worst straight ankle lock attempt of all time because Hoist just followed him up and he cleared the foot, ended up in mount and ended up finishing Ken Shamrock. Well, that's the big thing that I try to do when guys attack my straight ankle. So even like the biggest, scariest guys. Uh, if you guys remember Matt Anderson, Matt Anderson was the Manderson, you know, from season one of the PGF. He's been training at our gym once a week, and it's been awesome having him, you know, more full time. We're hoping and working on getting him to the blue belt level. He's almost there, honestly. But he's got a powerful straight ankle lock. He finished a couple of brown belts in season one with his straight ankle lock. Well, all I do, I like, I'll allow him to just grab my leg and try and rip it off. But all I do is I make sure that my hips aren't pinned to the ground. I just build base and I lift my hips above his, and that takes away so much breaking power. And so whatever, you know, whether you're attacking from the ashigarami, you're attacking from the outside ashigarami where you're putting both feet in the hips, you're attacking from the outside reap, you need to make sure the person you're attacking, the hips are on the ground. Now, the next variation of straight ankle lock is from the inside positions. And you really want to get good at the exit wound, as Nathan Orchard calls it, from the top side ashigarami. And the exit wound is one of the most brutal locks in jiu-jitsu. And it's a movement that a lot of people just, they don't know about it. They don't do it. And you're going to finish it much differently than a regular straight ankle lock. So I've, I'm decent at the, the exit wound. But again, Nathan Orchard's kind of that master at that top side Ashigarami straight ankle lock. And from the guys that I know that have been tapped by it, they say it is it just feels like he's going to break your leg in half. And it's so much more powerful because your ability to rotate and apply your body to the lock is just much stronger than from the outside positions. And so when you're looking at the exit wound, and Nathan Orchard hit it multiple times in competition, I mean, actually hit it on my instructor, Brandon, uh, at one of the Kakudos. So if you're looking for that example, this has happened a long, long, long time ago. So I'm pretty sure it's on YouTube, but I would check out that match. And Brandon did really good in that match. He actually passed Nathan's guard for a minute. Like they were having a nice back and forth, but then Nathan got on top and hit him with this exit wound. But that match is a perfect example of this movement and you'll find uh, you know if you can find any examples of Nathan Orchard teaching it online which I'm sure there is I know he taught it in the leg lock Academy that he released with Alan Belcher and my instructor Brandon is um, that I know that it was on there but I'm sure he's got some free material whether it's on YouTube or his Instagram but I've had a lot of success with that movement over the years it's not the one I've really the past couple of months been focusing on my regular straight ankle lock
And then I've been hitting, like when guys are doing a really good job defending, passing that leg over from regular Ashi to topside Ashi and then going immediately into the exit wound. Now the big thing on the exit wound that's going to change is I still want to bite. Uh, I'll actually bite a little bit higher up on the leg. I still want my hand to be as close to my chest line as possible and above it would be preferable. But what I really want to do is I'll usually finish this one with one arm and I'll use my other arm to build base. And so I'm going to build base, almost like I'm doing a technical stand-up. And then instead of hipping just in like I normally would, like on a straight ankle, what I want to do is I want to kind of like over-rotate my hips. So I'm almost going to trend belly down to finish. And the lock, or I should say the um, breaking pressure that you apply from there is just tremendous. And it really will. It's called the exit wound because you'll get a bruise on both sides of your legs it's almost like somebody shot through your leg or like hit you on both sides of your leg with like a bamboo stick when done properly i've never like gotten to the point with somebody where that that happened but that's what happened to brandon's leg when nathan hit him in the tournament and nathan's done it to multiple people over the years so that's why it's called the exit wound now this movement is again not as popular but it is a super powerful movement that i think you could really have a lot of success with now the third one and the one i think that you everybody and this is one that i'm really focused on right now because i'm not very good at it but i've been tapped with it multiple times and the guy that's caught me with it when i when i've rolled with him is quentin rosenzweig and that is the aoki lock and the aoki lock is terrifying it feels like somebody's going to break just your shin and it's going to go up into your knee it's horrible and the best example of that one is Quentin Rosenzweig doing that to Kyle Bame at the, I think it was On It 8. But it was one of the On It's It's free on YouTube. You need to watch that. And Kyle Bame, like, man, he, he's one of the top 10 guys at heavyweight in the world right now. He's been on fire since he got his black belt. But he screamed. Like, it was the most violent tap I, I maybe have ever seen. Like, he was screaming tap. I just Kyle is an absolute savage. I mean, you saw if you watch his match with Gordon Ryan, you saw how he took that arm pop, but he was like screaming tap from this Aoki lock. And the Aoki lock's super scary, and it's a really good play to have from 50 50. But there's a lot of uh, places that you can apply the Aoki lock. We've also seen Elijah Carlton this season use the Aoki lock multiple times. That's been a new movement that he's added that he's having a lot of success with recently. And with Quentin, you know, having trained with Quentin, and that's like the move. I don't even think Quentin's ever heel hooked me. He might have heel hooked me one time, but he's caught me with multiple Aoki locks. And so that's the one I'm terrified of when I roll with Quentin because they're so sneaky. And so the Aoki lock is set up when guys try to pull their legs out of a straight ankle lock. And so what guys will do is they'll put like a loose straight ankle lock grip. So then you think you can pull your leg out. And as you pull your leg out, what they'll do is, is they'll take their wrist and they'll go to your ankle. So it's almost like, you know, so you imagine a straight ankle lock, like your foot's just straight up and down. Well, with an Aoki lock, your foot's turned like a heel hook. So it's basically like you've exposed yourself for a heel hook, but they've got a straight ankle lock grip. Then guys, I've seen guys use different grips. But, I mean, I've seen everything from like a rear naked choke grip to just a really high straight ankle lock grip. 
but it's a terrifying, like it's going to break your leg and then go into your knee. It's almost like a kind of like a twisting straight ankle lock. And again, a lot of guys are having success with it. It's not a movement that I am super um, good at. So I can't really give you too many more details other than to watch Quentin Rosenzweig. I know he's got multiple materials out there on the Aoki lock and as well as watching some of Elijah's matches recently and the PGF. All that's free and you can really see and maybe even send them questions on that movement. But I've really been focused on it the past week or two. I've been I've been having some success. I haven't been um, I'm really looking to explore it more over the next couple of weeks. So I'll update you guys on my progress there. And then the last lock is the one that I have the least amount of experience trying, but I've seen guys like Craig Jones, and we have a couple of students actually at our gym that really thrive at these short straight ankle locks. And so a short lock, there's a couple of different variations that you can do, but essentially you do not have control of the knee. So you do not have the knee line inside the lock, which breaks a lot of rules when it comes to leg locks and most leg locks you think if you have knee control then you can start to break right well in these short locks you do not have it so i think about craig jones's match with boogie martinez at polaris craig jones hits this beautiful kawatera straight ankle lock and the reason that these this lock um, became a big thing is because in the gi Calatera couldn't do, you know, you couldn't do reaping and you couldn't do a lot of the leg locks. And so he focused on getting into a position and applying breaking pressure to the leg that wouldn't get him disqualified in his matches. And he's hit it a ton over the years. So you can look at Calatera, but I think Craig Jones is one of the best guys now at like really applying it no gi and seeing how you can use it no gi. He's hit it, uh, again, he hit it against Boogie Martinez, broke Boogie Martinez's foot, and he's hit it in a few other matches. So it's that lock happens from a De La Hiva setup. So if you don't play De La Hiva, you'll find that you don't have, uh, you, you know, it's going to take much longer to add that one. Like you should be well-versed in De La Hiva before looking at the Calatera lock. But the much easier lock that a actually a female at our gym, her name is Rachel. She is a purple belt. She has the best straight ankle lock, like the one that scares me the most. And it really took me a long time to figure out how to defend this lock because it was so unorthodox and it just was so powerful. Just almost immediately when she started applying braking pressures, it felt like my leg was just going to rip in half. And what she would do is she would get a deep straight ankle lock grip and then triangle below the knee. And so she would let you get your knee line out. So as you thought you were getting out of this lock, she would lock up a triangle below your knee. And then she would apply the breaking mechanics of a straight ankle lock. And man, I'm telling you, it is brutal. So that's just a regular short lock. I think that a lot of you could really catch a lot of people at your gym with that are good at defending leg locks are good like though you start getting ashigarami and they start clearing the foot what you want to do is, is you want to take your inside leg and you want to triangle so as they clear your ashigarami the foot the heel that's on the hip you want to take your inside leg and triangle below their knee and then finish the straight ankle lock i'm telling you it is such a powerful movement you will tap so many people with this 
and it's a movement I've used. I haven't used it as much of her as her, but um, again, I, I swear it's like the it's the leg lock at our gym that scares me the most. Like that's definitely caused me the most sleepless nights. Where I'm like, man, how am I going to escape this? Because you know, if I don't, like she's popped my feet a couple of times in this with me trying to figure out how to defend, and I've just waited a little too long, and I'm like, I feel two or two, you know, one, two, three pops, and I'm like, ah, you know, I got to be much careful and much smarter about how I go about defending this. But I have figured out how to defend it, but it took me a very, very long time. So you guys, I'd really focus on one of those four locks. Like if you have some straight ankle lock experience, you should really think about adding either the top side, that exit wound that Nathan Orchard does, and definitely you should be thinking about adding that Aoki lock. If you're not having successes with straight ankle locks, I'd really focus on the first or the fourth. Either that short lock where you're triangling as they clear your leg from Ashigarami, or just a regular straight ankle lock. And there's so much good material out there. But as I said, people are so focused on heel hooks right now that a lot of people are making poor decisions when they go to defend straight ankles. They just aren't putting any time into it. I'll tell you about a match that I had many years ago where I was going against a guy named Joe Bays. And Joe Bays is like a leg lock legend in the Southeast. He's fought Gordon Ryan. He's fought like everybody. You know, he's been grappling for like 30 years but he is a master at the straight ankle lock well I was having a match with him when I was uh, I had just gotten my brown belt and I was having a match with him and all I thought about was how to defend like I got to be ready to finish heel uh, defend heel hooks and so uh, for like I couldn't really train for that match because I'd hurt my neck but I could defend leg locks so I wasn't doing like really any guard work I was just putting myself in leg locks and defending and I was doing super good defending heel hooks so when we had our match I defended his leg lock attempts. He threw multiple leg lock attempts at me. I defended all of them, but then he switched to a straight ankle lock and he popped my foot super hard, you know, and so then I immediately tapped. But it was almost instant because I was just so focused on defending the heel hooks that I wasn't prepared to defend and my my, my mind wasn't prepared to defend a straight ankle lock. And if you're not willing to just take a broken foot in a match, then you're going to tap from a straight ankle lock. And so that was kind of my experience with it. But again, I'm seeing more and more guys now. Yes, they can defend the honey hole all day. They can. They know how to rotate. They know how to clear their knee lines. They know how to stack the heel hooks. But they're really starting to fall behind in the straight ankle locks because they're so focused on their heel hook defenses. So make sure you guys do not sleep on the straight ankle lock. And I think it's an opportunity to really start to surpass people in the gym and in competition if you get really, really good at that movement at one of those four movements and as you add if you can get to all four of them like a guy like craig jones has or nathan orchard or elijah carlton you'll find that man like you're getting a lot of taps like i was shocked like elijah tapped i believe four four people this uh year with straight ankle lock variations just regular straight ankle locks as well as aoki locks Hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I definitely talked a little bit longer than I wanted to, but you guys know how passionate I am about jujitsu and trying to help you guys get better. So I hope that helps. Until next time, guys, I love and appreciate you. Peace.